What's up, family? What's up, family? <laughs> I can't see nothing. This is the enemy. <laughs> Here we go. What's up, family? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Creative Conversations with J.A. Welcome. We're doing it again. We had a pop-up last night, and we're doing another broadcast today. Lord, what can I say? Last night was crazy. Apostle Collins blessed us. She gave us nuggets. And now today, my sister is coming on. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen on Creative Conversations. This is our eighth episode. Eighth episode, Creative Conversations with J.A. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Creative Conversations with J.A. A, hmm. we're on we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, <laughs> and we're on Facebook. And also, you can hear this uh, broadcast, the replay. We're we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Amazon Music. My God, <laughs> we're on Spotify. So so we're just expanding our territory, and we're excited. I'm excited about this show. Before I bring my guests on. There are some people, God will bring people in your life. God will bring people in your life, and you don't even know why. And so this woman, my sister, is a mentor. She's one of my mentors. She's been mentoring me for this season of my life, and I am extremely, extremely grateful for her. Sometimes it's not always good. Sometimes I get a beating, y'all. Sometimes I get an ear beating. So she's she's younger than me, but she's like my big sister. And so we just going to have, well, I ain't going to say we're going to have fun. We don't know what's going to happen. I can't even see my screen right here. So we know the enemy's mad. <laughs> we know he's mad, but I'm going to bring my sister on. <laughs> what's hey. up? Lord. How are you? I'm good. I got to do a woosa. Now I can see myself. Welcome to Creative Conversations with J.A. Sis. Thanks for joining me. Yes, sir. For accommodating with me. And now just introduce yourself. They, I don't know why they don't know you. They should know you. But oh, Lord. <laughs> Wait, can you do me a favor? Because my OCD is kicking in. Can you yeah. use the, um, you see down there where they have the, the views of how you can do your camera? Yes. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Thank there we you. go. <laughs> See, I told you. 
I told you, she's my big sis. <laughs> the OCD was kicking in. I said, I can't do the screen that way. <laughs> oh, my All right. goodness. This is going to be so, great. Introduce yourself. <laughs> yes, sir. Before we go forward, let's pray, though, because I want to just break up this ground on the airways and then we can move forward. Yes. So, Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you and we magnify you. Father, we adore you. We lift you up. Father, we reverence your holy, holy name, Father, for you are the I am that you say that you are. Father, we reverence you by your holy names that you have chosen for yourself. Father, you've called yourself Adonai, your Elohim, your El Shaddai, your El Kaddish, Father. You are Yahweh, Father, which means you are the I am that you say that you are. And we reverence you for who you are on this day and forever. For, Father, you have named yourself yourself alpha and omega and so father we start with you at the beginning before we can even go to the end we acknowledge you for who you are in the beginning which is alpha and so we reverence you for that holy and matrimonious name that you have named yourself and we honor your son jesus father who you have sent as a living sacrifice father to die on the cross for our sins mm -hmm. and father we do not take it lightly or for granted that you have decided to send your only son father Father, to save wretched people like ourselves. And so, Father, we thank you for Jesus. We honor Jesus on this day, true Jesus, who is the one and only true and living sacrifice. For we know that there were many Jesuses in the Bible, but there was only one Jesus, the Christ. And so we reverence Jesus, the Christ, on this day. And we acknowledge Holy Spirit, who Jesus has said to Peter that if I don't leave, the comforter will not come. And so we invite Holy Spirit in, in this gathering and in this conversation for Father, you study your word when two or three are gathered, then so here are you in the midst. And so we invite Holy Spirit in, in this conversation on today. And Father, we ask you to open up the portals of heaven to release the downloads of impartations of what it is that you want to release on today. We cancel every assignment from the adversary on today, every word curse that was sent out against myself or the man of God from this podcast to take forth. We cancel every demonic invocation and supplication, pronunciation, every incantation, every satanic roadblock that they have sent to hinder this live from going forth. Father, we even take dominion over the thermal sphere right now. We change the narrative of the conversation and we cancel any miscommunication that they would try to send through the airwaves and we take authority and we render the lines to the Holy Spirit over the airways that true Jesus be released and permeate and ignite through the airways on today. We cancel every witchcraft assignment they have set out against myself, against the man of God, and on the Creative Conversations podcast, we dig it up at the root and we return it back to the sender twice by fire. Every satanic altar that they have set up against us, Father, every international altar, every local altar, Father, we lift our names and our pictures and we release your consuming fire. Father, we tell you to take dominion for you are the dominator, Father, but you sent us here to dominate. And so, Father, we stand in our kingdom authority on the day, the covenant that you gave to your creation, Adam. And so, Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you and we magnify you and we declare and decree that it is so and everything on here that will happen today cannot be reversed. And it's in Jesus's name that we pray. Amen. 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 And, and listen, I'm, I feel fire now. I'm excited. 
Um, I'm excited literally for what God is going to do through conversation um, on this afternoon. Listen, guys, if you are on here and you are viewing, we need you to tag and share. We need everybody that is watching. You need to tag at least two people, two to five people to come to this live because literally when impartation is being released, there are people that need to hear what it is that the spirit of the Lord is saying, even if it's in conversation, because our conversations are prophetic prophetic people have conversations that watch this it doesn't have to sound preachy it doesn't have to sound deep or spooky but we can go into different dimensions and measures literally even through conversation so if you are here we are excited and thank you thank you thank you thank you again my name is kamisha h i don't go by anything except kamisha h um, I'm excited to be here. I really don't have an introduction. I'm only here to really introduce Jesus. So welcome, Jesus. Um, if you're seeing me, you're seeing him because that is the light that I have chosen to carry. So I'm just excited to be here and to do what it is that the spirit of the Lord wants to do. Wow. My sister. <laughs> this is who she is and this is who we are all day long. <laughs> no change because of a podcast, but I want you to just formally introduce yourself. Tell yes, them who you are, where you're from, all that good stuff. All right. Well, my, again, my name is Kamisha H., which is Kamisha Henry. I am originally from Philadelphia, but I reside in New Jersey. Um, I am a woman of many hats. Since we're here for the Creative Conversations podcast, what I do creatively is I do branding and marketing strategy. And what grace that I walk in really is the expansion of blueprints. So literally, I take divine blueprints that heaven has released for the kingdom citizens. And literally, I help them to expand what it is that God said by telling them what what I see in the spirit and literally my business is dedicated to the kingdom. Now it's a funny thing because the Lord did not tell me to dedicate my business to the kingdom, but that was something that I chose to do. Um, I made a decision that when I came fully into Christ, right. To, to really believe, like really walk in relationship this time um, and really truly make a commitment to be saved, meaning to follow the father, Jesus, as who he is, right? Literally, I said that everything that I did, I wanted to do for the kingdom, right? And for the body of Christ. So literally, I decided on my own, actually, for Brandon with Kamisha H, even though he gave me the name, but he never told me exactly what to do with it. Um, but I decided that I was going to make it a kingdom business. Um, and I am so excited that I actually did because I've been seeing God move like never before. Um, and I felt like too, as citizens, we needed something for the body of Christ that we had a place that we could go to because I feel like the world had their people. They had their people that they can go to when they want to get information and advice. But the body of Christ, sometimes we don't have many trusted people um, that we have um, and we're able to go to to seek advice and different things. And so literally um, when I made the Lord about my business, he made me his business and literally he blew on my business. So I do branding and marketing strategy and graphics content and so much more that's attributed to that. I do ministry full time as well. Um, and I am an entrepreneur, as I already stated. I don't really need to do all of that long intro stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just here to serve. That's basically it. Wow. Thank you. I told you. A woman of many hats. 
but today, this month, we're, we're, we're dedicating this month to Women's History Month, Women's Creatives. Now, last, if, if you tuned in last, last week, we done had many revival last week. I don't know what happened. So we don't know what's going to happen today. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen today. But I want to ask, Kamisha, when did you know, when did you first realize, hey, I'm a creative? At what moment did you know that you were a creative? Well, I would say, honestly, um, I knew that since I was a little kid, that I was a creative. I was always different. I'm the youngest of uh, three siblings. And literally, um, I always was like the black sheep in my family. Um, I was the one like my grandma sent to dance school. Um, I did like acting, singing and dancing when I was, you know, a little kid ever since I was like four. Um, and up until like, you know, I graduated from high school, like I was always into like music and songwriting and all that stuff like that. And really, honestly, a lot of people don't know this. Um, I used to do songwriting. I used to work with an A&R from Def Jam um, and literally like I would write music for people in the music industry. And literally the Lord snatched me out of that life. And that's how I ended up going to the religion of Islam. And I saw the wisdom behind it because literally um, had I probably stayed um, in Christianity because I grew up Baptist the way that I was growing up, I probably really would have been lost. Um, and I'm just honestly speaking, I would have been really lost. And so the Lord said, I need to take you somewhere, you know, that literally you can get the discipline and stuff that you need. And he snatched me from out of that lifestyle before it literally um, it consumed me because I was like really, really deep into it um, in the songwriting and stuff like that. And I was getting placements and different things of that nature. Um, but I knew ever since Pointy Case that I was like creative since I was like a little kid. This was something that I've always done, you know, from a child, like growing up. I was just like creative. <laughs> so last week I asked Danita uh, the difference between being a church creative and being a kingdom creative. So I want to <laughs> ask you that question. What's the difference? So it's a big difference between being um, a church creative and a kingdom creative because watch this, um, the space in between a church creative and a kingdom creative is limitations, mm. limitation. There's a space and the space, space literally represents a vacancy. So literally when you just box yourself into the church, because we talk about the church, right? And I don't want to go too deep on the church. Um, the church literally has boxed itself in and you can tell because they stay within the four walls. So literally when you stay inside of a box, what happens when you keep yourself in a box and the box is not open, you don't grow, right? So I'm not saying that some people churches don't have any growth, but what was that word that I said? The space is limitations. So you limit literally how God really wants to move when you place yourself in a box or you only place God in the box and the whole blueprint of Christ of why he came here to demonstrate, train and equip. He said that we're supposed to go out. So literally when you become a kingdom creative, right? That means you're going out into the world as Jesus said, and watch this because Jesus, you talked about this last week about Jesus the creative and we talked about Jesus the conversationalist. Jesus used a lot of creativity of how he even called people to himself right or demonstrated really who he was and so literally when you and when you work as a kingdom creative versus a church creative watch this the kingdom within the kingdom there is no limitations 
Because the Bible says what? That we go from glory to glory to glory to glory. So even when it comes to creativity, that is witty ideas and inventions. That's a dimension, right? That's a dimension alone by itself that literally that when you tap into this dimension, watch this, you get access to the releases and downloads and the creativity of what God wants to do. Watch this in the world and not the church. Because watch this, the whole purpose of us going out is to be highlights to show the world who God is and is supposed to make them want to come to the church, right? And so literally, um, when you become a kingdom creative versus a church creative, watch this, you don't place the limitations on yourself. But if you want to be limited and be small and think small, then stay for the church, be inside of the four walls. That's the place for you. Maybe you don't like growth. But for those people who operate from the dimension of the kingdom, because they are two different kingdoms, watch this. You could be in church all of your life and never operate from the, the dimension of the kingdom of God. Because watch this, when you operate from the kingdom, you're giving God full access, right? Because there's even a difference between the the uh, the realm of Jesus and the realm of church, right? So when you literally accept Christ and you bring Christ into what it is that you're doing, you're giving him permission to demonstrate who he is in your life. That's what you're doing. And really, that's the difference. Because watch this, in church sometimes, and it's not everybody's churches, but there are a lot of churches like this, they don't really want Christ. They want their own agenda. They want their own blueprint. They want their own program. So they do what they think is necessary to do for a service to go or to flow. But literally, when you operate from the dimension of Christ, you're giving him permission to demonstrate who he is, who he is. And so literally, there is a big difference. Right. I want to go too deep because I feel something else coming. But there is a big difference, literally, when you operate from the realm of church and the realm of Christ. Wow. Let's just take a woosah. We got a woosah right there. <laughs> Think about what was said. And I did. Jesus is the he's the first creative. Lord, he's the creative. He's the blueprint that we should he be is. following. Exactly. And so branding with Kamisha H. Mm -hmm. How did that start? So literally that actually began. The Lord told me to come over my job um, the first time, Whew, like in April. And I was just like, OK, God, I hear you. But if you want me to come off this job, I need you to kind of do something. You got to like show me what's going to be my plan B. Show me like what it is that we're going to do next, literally. And so. Um, I was like operating in fear, right? This was like a while ago. Um, not recent. This was like last year. I was operating in fear because I could not see. And honestly, that is the scary part about next, because literally, even though you may hear, you can't see really what you're hearing. Like you can't actually see where you're going. That's just like, for instance, I'll give you Bible to back this up. Like when the Lord said to the children of Israel, he said, go to Canaan and literally watch this go and scout out the land. Now, when they went, they came back and they said, oh, there's giants there. But God never said, don't tell me what was there. He said, just tell me if you like it. Go and see what I'm preparing for you, the place of promise. And so sometimes with a lot of us, like as creative, especially um, when the Lord is trying to take us into this next place, literally, because now has to introduce next. But you can't go into next with now. Right. I know that was big. Y'all got to catch it because the <laughs> Lord moves real fast. But literally, sometimes it's fear that keeps us from going into next because watch this. Now was comfortable. But watch this, too. Now also represents Egypt. 
because Egypt is always comfortable. And watch this, Egypt is bondage because if you don't move into the next place, then watch this, you'll be stuck. And to be stuck means to actually be in bondage. And what happens, watch this, you won't grow. And we were created to grow. We are, Father, I hear you. I'm sorry. We no. are seeds that literally the Lord puts on the earth and literally he water us with the living water, which is Christ. And he does this so that we can grow. So that literally it's a demonstration to show that this is the mark that God was here. Our lifestyle should prove that God was here. And so literally um, when I got that name, watch this. I just wrote it down. Holy Spirit said, write down Brandon with Kamisha H. I wrote it in my notes. Um, and then like, what was this three months later, or it may have been, it may have been shorter than that. All of a sudden, after like I got terminated from my job, the Lord made them terminate me because I would not leave. But actually watch this. It was like a sigh of relief. Like when it finally happened, I was like, when that, the day that they terminated me, I was sitting in the office and it was like, and the Lord had already told me that today was going to be my last day. So I was already like prepared and watch this. I went in the bathroom literally. And I remember I let out like a cry and I have released like this cry. And the Lord said, you had to re release this here because you can't take this into your next place, your next place. Because what we don't understand is there are some things that happen in now that we can't bring it to next because if we do, it'll stifle us. And to be stifled means you won't grow. Here's this word grow again, right? Everybody that's on here, type in the comments, this year I will grow. Type that's it in, true. everybody that's watching, this year I will grow. I will grow. Now watch this growth comes with the decision. So when the Lord had finally had said, okay, Kamisha, like you're leaving, right? You're leaving and I'm forcing you out of here because watch this pain actually causes us to move and watch this. The Lord has to use pain for those who don't listen. Come on, type this in the comments too. This year, I won't let, I won't have, I won't let pain move me. Meaning that I'm not going to have to have the Lord to use pain to move me. Watch this. I'll listen the first time. Matter of fact, type that in. This year, I'll listen the first time. 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 Because watch this. We heard God the first time. We heard him. I heard him the first time. But I said, oh, well, I was like the Israelites. Well, God, there's giants in this next place. There's giants there. He said, Kamisha, I never told you to tell me about the, the, the giants. I said, just tell me if you like it. Tell me if you like what you see. And so literally um, when I got terminated, I went back to this word. And literally the next day, I never forget it. Um, I literally was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing what the Lord told me to do. And I never forget. It. I was in a shower and I asked the Lord. Um, I said, God, is there something you want me to do for you? He said, no. He said, continue to work for me and I'll make it work for you. And then I heard it another way. He said, continue to work for me and I'll work for you. And so that's how Brandon with Kamisha H actually began. And believe it or not, the day that the seed was planted was not the day that the wind came. The wind didn't come until three months later. And God works with me in threes. That's something prophetic for me. But three months later, literally all of a sudden business started to come. So that's how Brandon with Kamisha H started. Um, it started literally with me just writing down the name. And then once the time came, literally because the Lord had to use pain to move me because some seasons that's what's required. Because watch this. Every time that you go to a next place, you have to trust the father in a different place. You didn't trust him the last time because some people think literally that trust is just like something that is given. 
No, the same way that we have to prove to the father that we can trust him it's the same thing. And the Lord knows that about us, that he has to prove himself to us sometimes for us to trust him, too. He knows that. So this is why he also demonstrates his power in his hand, too, because God does want us to trust him. And this is good because with these creative conversations, people need to hear it in this light, because sometimes people just think like entrepreneurship is easy. Starting your own business is easy. Stepping out on faith is easy. And it's really not easy because now you're trusting God financially at a place that you never had to trust him before. Because watch this. We as people like to be in control. Because you know why? God gave us something on the earth and it's called free will. And because he gave us this free will, that means we have control of actually being in control. Go ahead. <laughs> so th this is what I'm saying to y'all. I hope y'all catching it. I hope y'all taking notes. She said, well, the thing I'm stuck on is you can't take now into next. And literally, I thought about getting on the plane. And before you get on the plane, you got to go through the metal detectors. And they will not let, listen, I feel the impartation. They will not let you take anything that will hinder you from going Ooh, to your next. James, listen. They won't, they won't let you. Listen. They won't let you take the lotion. <laughs> they won't let you take that them extra shoes. They won't let you take extra baggage into your next destination because oh, wow. that will hinder you. And watch <laughs> this. But James, watch this. The Holy Spirit said, and the metal detector is the Holy Ghost. Ah. Because watch this. The Holy Ghost job is to guide, to navigate. And when you have something metal in your pockets or whatever on you, what does the metal detector do? It beats. And that's what the Holy Ghost does or the Holy Spirit. Literally, every time that you're going in the wrong direction or you're not supposed to do this or do that, what does it do? It beats. It, beats. it says, hold on. Can't go this way. Hold on. You can't do this. It's like that constant reminder. So it's so crazy that you use <laughs> that analogy of the metal detector because watch this. You really can't take next into now and watch this. The things that, that beats is stuff that you brought from now. And you can't go through it until you empty your pockets. Until you empty your pockets. Now that was good. And the plane is not going to move. The plane's not moving until you get rid of the baggage that doesn't need to come. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or the plane's not going to move until you get on. Oh, see. <laughs> and he <laughs> See, you got the both of us on there. This is what we do all day, every day. But if you ever go to, and this, I don't know, in Pittsburgh, I don't know if it's this way. They give you the size of the bag before you get on. They wow. give you the size of the bag that can go on the plane. Right. <laughs> they give you the criteria for the size of the bag that can go on the plane and there's some baggage that you just need to leave yeah there's some people okay i need to move on this some people that you that that don't fit the criteria of your next yep and the, the question is are you okay with that
Wow. Ooh. Are you okay? <laughs> God cutting off that person that can't go to your next. And then watch this. Go deeper. Because the Lord said, are you okay with leaving things behind? Because watch this. When they take that stuff from out of your bag, you have to make a decision of whether or not you're going to board the plane or not. Because some people, they'll say, I'm, I can't leave this behind. I'm not leaving this behind. So watch this. That means your, your bag never gets on the plane. And then that also means you never get on the plane because you made a decision not to leave something behind. So sometimes you got to make a decision. It's like a split decision, too, sometimes that you have to make of whether or not you're going to leave this stuff behind and get on the plane or whether you're going to stay back with it. So here's that that now going into next. And seriously, some of you, this is crazy, need to make a decision of what it is that you're willing to leave behind because God never forces us to do anything that we don't want to do. And he's not going to have you to go somewhere that you don't want to go. You know, even though some people may feel like, well, he's God. Yes, he's God, but he's also given us free will at the same time. So we all have a decision. So it's true. Some of you literally this year on 319, 2022 at 1159 and nine is the number of finality. And watch this is 1159 on 319 that you got to make a decision because it's final in this moment. Literally, it's final. It's final. And this is it's final. Go ahead. This is crazy. Because sometimes, I don't know the audience I got, sometimes we will even sneak things on and it might get passed. But I'm thinking about uh, the tribe, it was an AI, I mm -hmm. believe. Mm -hmm. And they took stuff that they weren't supposed to. Yep. As a result, in the next, they couldn't win the battle. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So you trying and to sneak something as God, like God, he ain't going to know. And as a result, you and your necks getting balled up when you don't have to. Yep. And it's true because look at even the revelation behind that scripture that you just talked about with the battle of AI. If you go forward when they lost the battle and the Bible says they lost 35 men in total. And Joshua was down there at the ark, the foot of the ark, and he was literally tearing his clothes and he was throwing sand over his head, which represents great grief. Like when they would throw sand, it represented great grief and tearing their clothes. It was like great grief from morning. And the Bible says that he was fasting from the morning to the night. And the father looked down and said, Joshua, why are you down there? And Joshua looked up and said, God, are you kidding me? We just lost the battle. We lost 35 men. And he said, get up. Somebody disobeyed me in your camp. And you know what the revelation behind that was? The Holy Spirit said that God can't stand behind us in disobedience. So when you talk about that, sometimes some people get some things to take with them into next and then bypass, like watch this, it, it goes through the detectors. And the Lord allows it to go through because some things he will allow. But watch this, because God is so connected and committed to his will and his patent and he does not go against his word. And he's not watched this a lawbreaker, even though you may have bypassed the father, he's not going to bypass his word. So literally, when you do something that go against the will of God, he cannot back us.
So when they lost the battle, they lost the battle because somebody stole what literally belonged to God. He gave them, Father, I thank you. He gave them clear instructions. He told them literally, you take this and this, the rest of this belongs to me. And somebody that thought that God was not the all seer, the all knower, because some people don't understand that God can be everywhere at one time and he does not miss anything, not even the raindrop that falls from a leaf in the forest in the middle of a desert. God sees it and he knows it. And because people don't understand and they don't worship him at this capacity or have this type of integrity that father, you see me, even though that I can't see you, they think literally that I can bypass things by him and watch this because we went off this grace system. Oh, he'll forgive me, but watch this. He will, but that doesn't lift his consequences. So when we do so high, a father, I hear you. So when it does not look like Father, I hear you really good. When it does not look like the outcome of what he showed you, you got to go back and say, what did I not do? What instructions did I not follow? What thing did I not do? Because he said, do not derail an inch off of my blueprint. Watch this, that even literally when Moses was building a tent, the Lord's glory did not show up until he put the last peg in. That's when the glory hovered the temple. And watch this. The Bible says that when the glory hovered the temple, what happened? They all fell prostrate. That means this. God's not showing up until he sees what he said. Father, God's not. I feel the Lord in that. God is not showing up until he sees what he says. So watch this. Some people think, well, it's just a business. It's his business, especially if you're doing it with him. If you said, I'm going to dedicate my business, watch this, um, because it ain't always about a Christian business. Forget that. It's a kingdom business. So you can have an executive business that does not say the the building of Jesus Christ or solid rocks on Wall Street. It can be literally J.A. Corporation, but it's a kingdom business. Because the job of the kingdom, watch this, we're infiltrators. So the same way the kingdom of darkness infiltrates, so do we. And watch this, we don't come with, hi, Father, I hear you. Mm -hmm. We don't come looking like literally like we're the saints. (laughs) You're an infiltrator. Your job is to blend in. Now watch this, we're not like them. We don't look like them. But watch this, you infiltrate and blend in so that you can't be detected. It's called untraceable. Traceable. (laughs) It's called untraceable. So even let's go back there because somebody needs to hear this. So even if it's J8 and corporations on Wall Street, God still gave you this blueprint and you can't decide just because it's not a church building. Right. Because this is the difference between church and kingdom that, oh, I can kind of um, put him. God doesn't need your creativity. Father, I hear you. He's the downloader of witty ideas and inventions. He does not need your creativity. He's the one that gives you access to his creativity. So watch this. We have to do what he says exactly the way that he says it. The many, I'm trying to tell you the reason why many of us don't see what God said because God did not lie. He did not lie. And some of you got to repent because you made God to be a liar and he did not lie. You did not follow the instructions. Come on, write this down. It's about prophetic utterance. It's about what he said. It's about the timing that he said. And it's about doing it exactly the way that he said it. So it's about God's word, which is his will. It's about God's time, which and then it's about his way. What did he say? What did he say? 
And come here, King Saul. God gave you an instruction to kill everyone. Father, help us. He told you to kill everyone, everything. And as a result of not killing everything, he stripped, he will strip you of the very business (laughs) and give it to someone else to run. But you know what, James? Here's the (laughs) wisdom behind when the father says to kill everything. Because if you leave something, it'll infiltrate in and it'll taint the new system. Mm. So when the father literally says, take nothing with you or everything must go or everything must die, even spiritually. That means because if there's something left of the old system, it's going to taint what he's trying to do new. It's called a new sound. Ah, father, I hear you. And you can't put old. Come on. (laughs) Old wine into new wineskins. That's the word of the Lord. You can't. <sighs> this is good. Because if you do, you're tainting what God has given you to create. See? <laughs> so this is my question. You didn't go to school. Did you go to school for marketing? No. <laughs> did you go to school for graphic design? No. It was just a download. It was just a download and an annoying thing. <laughs> not, not a not a gift. Uh, not a, a gift. An anointing. Okay. What's the difference? So some people are there's a difference with an anointing and a gift. When God anoints you to be anointed, that means to be set apart. Right. So when God sets you apart, he sets you apart for a reason. A gifting can only work for a season, but anointing, it works for a long time. (laughs) Because you have so many, you have some people who are gifted, but they're one hit wonders. Right. Whatever they're doing, because they're operating off of a gift and out of an, an anointing, it could only work in one season. Right. But when you have an anointing, that means God set you apart for purpose. There's a reason why he set you apart to do whatever it is that he called you to do, whether it's in business or ministry. There's an anointing. Right. And the anointing, Father, I hear you, is what sustains you. Because watch this. The anointing also breaks yokes. So when you're anointed to do something, you're anointed to break systems. You're anointed to break demonic strongholds because watch this. That happens a lot. In Matter of fact, not just a lot. That happens in business. That happens in business. And watch this. When you have a kingdom business, the Lord has to anoint you so that watch this. His system can last. <laughs> because he's everlasting. He's everlasting. He's everlasting. So there is it's a complete difference with a gifting and an anointing. And watch this. The anointing will place you further than a gift. Because there's so many people, I'm going to be honest, that do what I do. Right? And they may be better at what I do. But because of the anointing, watch this. The Lord will put me sometimes ahead of those who were gifted and went to school for it, that paid for it and everything else. And he will put you ahead of those people. Because why? The whole purpose of God's anointing and of him marking us is to show what? We talked about this earlier, his patent, to show that it is a testament that he was here on the earth. 
Because literally, this is what the Lord likes to do. He likes to take no-name people, people that literally um, don't have endorsers, that don't have this, that don't have that, that are not a part of systems, the people that never wanted to do it, the people that have his heart. And he'll say, literally, I'm going to mark this person to show that I am God. I will give you Paul, whose name was First Saul, who was a killer of Christians. And literally, the Lord said, you're the one that I want. The one that people would think, because Father, we thank you. The one that people would never expect. And when people don't expect you, watch this. They don't see you coming. They're not going to look for you to come. God, Father, I thank you. He never announces himself. What does God do? He just show up. He and just shows up. This is crazy. And he just said this. Some people are trending. But then there's some people who are timeless and sustainable. Jesus, that's good. <laughs> trending means just for a little bit. Yep. Timeless means over time. It's forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. Some people are just trenders. But some people are timeless. Yeah. So no and, and you Father help us. And you know what's crazy? The Lord wants to make all of us timeless. Jesus said it. He said, Father, if it's your will, all men will be saved. Because that literally is the heart of the Father. That all of us will be saved. That all of us will be timeless. But literally watch this. We have to make a decision that we want him. And we want him to make us timeless. Now, we don't want him just because we want to be timeless. We want him first. And in return for an exchange, he will make us that way as he sees for us to be. Because that was always the blueprint of heaven. That he will have a timeless investment. Father, I hear you. I've never heard of a day in my life. That we will be a timeless investment. You are God's greatest investment. Type that in the comments for those of the remnant that are still here. I am God's greatest investment. God has invested time into you to make you timeless. Mm. To make you timeless. You were not created to be a one-hit wonder. I'll give you, you Bible. To. Because Jesus literally is the greatest miracle that ever walked the earth. And he literally performed in the greatest miracle, which was conversion. This miracle is the only miracle that Christ performed that is still being seen on the earth today. It's millions and billions and trillions. Come on, Travis. Of people <laughs> have literally experienced the greatest miracle that the people that the, the that uh the world has ever seen before in their life which is conversion of their mind. Watch this. This is a timeless pattern to show that God was here because he wants to make us timeless. Who can count God? Who can count God? You can't count him. He's unimaginable. He's immeasurable. He's too big. He's too grand. You can't count him. He's timeless. He's He is time. <laughs> And watch this. When he speaks, he revelation has to go through the realm called time. He's the beholder of time. You know, and so literally we have to make a decision that we want to be God's greatest investment. And when we make that decision, God can literally blow on everything that we do because that's what he wants. He wants to make us billboards on the earth. We are the highlights. He said it. 2022 was the year of the highlights. He's been highlighting me ever since. I can only speak for myself. 
right? Because the word came to me first, so it was supposed to hit me first. And he's been highlighting me ever since. Because watch this. If it's a true word of the Lord, it'll hit you first. Y'all just missed that. If it's a true word of the Lord, if God really said it, if you say the Lord said, the spirit of the Lord said, y'all know how y'all get deep, the spirit of the Lord said, <laughs> if the Lord really said it, it'll hit you first. Mm, it'll hit you first. Jesus. Why? Because prophecy has to be tested. Has to be tested. So if God said it, it'll hit you first. It it's supposed you. to hit you first. There's no way that the Lord is going to let you prophesy houses, cars, and lands, and you don't have it. Father, we repent for not believing you at your word because some of us have been prophesying these things to people and haven't seen it. But you know why? Because you don't believe it for yourself. You mm -hmm. can believe it for everybody else. You can believe that the checks are coming for everybody else, that increase is coming for everybody else, that finance is coming for everybody else, that abundance is coming for everybody else, that the houses are coming for everybody else, the jets are coming for everybody else, the cars are coming for everybody else. But when that word comes to you and for you, you doubt. Oh, mm. ye of little faith. <laughs> Wow. Oh, he of little faith. Oh, and the place faith. that we really have to get in is really like the faith of Christ. I'll tell you the greatest faith that I've seen demonstrated in the Bible. Watch this. Literally, it wasn't the fact, Father, I hear you. It wasn't the fact that Jesus um, told Lazarus, he said, wake up, that he arose from the dead, right? That he, because he, well, he said, he said to the disciples that Lazarus was sleeping. He wasn't dead. I'm going to tell you what was the bigger thing. When he got to the door and he prayed. And he said, Father, I knew that you always heard me. I only prayed so that they could believe. He said, I knew that you always heard me. I only prayed so that they could believe. Because watch this. They literally got to the door and they stood with Christ at the door when he was about to call Lazarus to wake up. And they did not believe. Some mm -hmm. of you literally, y'all get these words? Y'all get these prophetic words or either watch this, you the prophet prophesy these words. And then when it's your turn to get to the door and touch that doorknob, you don't believe that what's on the other side of the door is what he said. Come on. I father, I hear you. You are the biggest testament and the greatest testament of your prophecy. You should not. Father, there's no way that you prophesy houses, cars and lands and there's nothing wrong with that. And you're still broke. Mm. there's no way that you prophesy jet to millionaires and you're still broke it should hit you first but you know why the word don't hit you first because you don't believe you believe more for other people than you believe for yourself we gotta repent james we gotta repent you're the first test tape test taster <laughs> i remember when my mom would cook that cook her little cakes and her pies before she f had the finished product she would taste it, Lord, today. Jesus. She would taste it and to make sure that it was right. But wait, watch this. This is what the Lord showed me when you said that. Because you know what we do literally as parents? Or what did our parents do for us? They would let the kids taste it first. That word's supposed to hit your house first. Woo! Before it can hit the world, it's supposed to hit your house first. House first. Your kids should be rich. Your kids should be walking in this thing. Your kid, because you literally, you're the partaker. 
You're the baker. The father gave you the ingredients. He said, here, put this together, put that in a bowl, do this. You're the, you're the creator on the earth. You're not the creator, but you're the manager, right? You're the manager on the earth of what the creator did. And then watch this. You normally tell your children here, come and taste this. We look at icing and the cake mix from out the bowl and watch this. Father, I thank you. The Lord, ah, your parents was only letting you taste what was about to come. It should hit your house first. It should hit your I house declare first. and decree my kids will not be broke. I declare and decree that my kids will not experience lack. I declare and decree that every word that the Lord has me to release to the world, that it will hit me first and then hit my children and their 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 children. Because Father, come on, we got to pray in covenant. This was your covenant with prophet Abraham. You said that him, that he will be the the father of many nations and watch this even though abraham didn't leave to live to see it excuse me a promise was still a promise and we see what it was that god's promised him because that was his covenant so we got to declare covenants we got to pray in covenant because that's one thing we do wrong watch this as a church the kingdom knows covenant the church does not. That's why even the church is stifled even in the growth and they don't advance to the things of the kingdom because they stay in that box. And they you keep repeating stuff over. James, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, anointing no, only works with knowledge. There is no anointing without knowledge. You could be anointed all day long. It can hover you. But the knowledge is what activates the anointing because you have to know what you're operating under. Father, I hear you. You have to know what you're operating under. The reason why the church cannot grow, not the kingdom because we're growing. The reason why the church cannot grow because they don't know what they're operating under. It's the honor of God. This is the glory. But if you haven't experienced the glory, if you don't know the glory, if you can't explain the glory, there's no way that watch this. You can ascend to the glory. Mm. Stop. The live is over. No, it's, no. Over. it's done. And literally <laughs> the done. church, the church has become a glass ceiling that they can't. James, in the live, <laughs> in the live, in the live. Let's pray out. Let's pray out. <laughs> Let's pray out. <laughs> we got to pray out. We got to pray out. God, today. <laughs> we got to pray out. Because I feel a shift. Ah, I feel a shift. Mm. I, feel a, I feel a shift, James. We got to pray out. We got to pray out. I feel a shift. I'm so serious. I feel a shift because literally that thing when you said the difference between the church creative and the kingdom creative. God's design, seriously, and I say this in a sober moment. Was that literally that his kingdom be advanced on the earth? Because literally we are only demonstrating what it is in heaven. He said, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. We're only father. I repent. I repent first. We're only demonstrating literally what it is that's already happening in heaven. And we're living this thing out on the earth. So watch this. When people see us, they should see heaven. Because what is my favorite saying? Heaven backs me up. Heaven backs me up. And so we have to grow as the church. Now I'm speaking to the church. 
not the kingdom, because it's time for the church to grow. Paul said this literally. He said, I want to give you meat, but some of you want to stay on to milk. The reason why we cannot see the demonstration of the kingdom of God here on the earth is because the church wants to hold on to milk. We got to get off of the milk bottles. It's time for solid food. And watch this. The reason why the Lord can't feed us solid food because he know what we can handle. That's like a baby. You don't give a baby first chicken because the baby will choke. The Lord knows that the church is not ready for the hard food because they will choke off of it. They still need something, Father, that they can digest. Milk is easy in the beginning for babies. It runs right through you. But then there comes a time, watch this, because if the baby does not get the solid food, then the baby won't grow. There, Watch this because I feel you, Father, so good. There's even a difference in milks. When a baby is first born, the best milk is the breast milk. Because why? Because the baby came from the womb of the mother. It's getting the direct nutrients of where it came from. Father, I hear you. But then there comes a time when that baby gets bigger. The breast milk won't suffice them and they had to move on to whole milk. Ha! They need the milk of a cow. Father, I hear you. And then they can move on because watch what, what is the Lord showing you? Here's your demonstration. You need the food of where that milk came from. Which is the cow? the cow? What is cow meat is solid. It's solid because there comes a time the milk is not going to suffice you. You're going to still be hungry. But where is your desire for him? So when you desire him, he can give you more solid food. And then watch this. It makes it easier for you to digest. You won't choke. You won't choke. You won't choke. Come on, I'll tell you why you won't choke. Because as a baby, there comes a time when you start to grow teeth. What does the teeth do? It breaks the meat up so that you can digest it. Father, we're done. We're done. <laughs> James, we're done. Go ahead, go ahead. I could I, if I keep talking, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a different direction. And they wasn't ready for this because they wanted a regular podcast. They're bored. Mm. They don't like Bible, they don't like impartation. I get it. Go ahead. Know what? I'm I'm uh, I'm speechless. I'm speechless, and this is the reason why we're stagnant because we're not ready. <laughs> we're not ready. But Lord, we got some people on here that said, "You know what? I want it. I want everything that God has for me." What is that? That's the remnant. <laughs> the remnant. <laughs> and you know what's so crazy? Now, this is too big for Creative Conversations podcast. They won't appreciate it here. But literally, Jesus is for the end time remnant. Everything that he demonstrated is for the end time remnant. It's for the end time church. Jesus was literally demonstrating what was going to happen in the end times. The creative miracles, creative signs, creative wonders. Because watch this. The way that the miraculous is happening, it does not even look the same during the time of the second church. It doesn't look the same. 
But Jesus literally, he was created for the end time church. So only the remnant will understand true Jesus. It's not another Jesus. It's true Jesus in the truest form of who he was when he walked the earth. Because people say, well, why should he keep saying true Jesus? What is true Jesus? It's not another Jesus. It's the true Jesus being followed the way that he demonstrated when he walked the earth. You should be literally following him as if you were here when he was here. Not a different way, because that's the problem with the church today. We make up ways to follow him when there is a direct order of how he's supposed to be followed. And the Bible is the blueprint of how we are supposed to follow him. Literally, the Bible is literally the book that is supposed to take man from failure to success. If you follow it in the order that it was written, the way that God revealed it, you will be successful in everything that you do. Because the Bible says what? To seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and then everything else will be added. The problem we do wrong in business is that literally we go out first and then we come back to get God. When God said, no, you got to go back to in the beginning. He says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. You got to go back and get God at the beginning. He has to be with you from the beginning. This is how you'll be successful in your walk, because it shouldn't be that you go out. You fell, 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 scandal, scandal, scandal. And then now you come back to get God. The reason why you fell, 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 scandal, scandal, scandal is because you didn't take God from the beginning. Had you seek God first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then literally there wouldn't have been a fell, 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 scandal, scandal, scandal. Now, I'm not saying that things won't happen, but it won't be a fell, 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 scandal, scandal, scandal. Because why? He said, if God be for you, if you got him from the beginning, and God before you, then what can be against you? Because we know that the Bible says that the weapons will form, but they would not prosper. And when you go back from the beginning, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And you learn him first and you do what the Bible says. This seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Watch this. You learn the order of God, which is the order of God. And then everything else, he said, I will add unto you and you will become successful. There's an order. We can't make God Omega until we made him Alpha. <laughs> There's no way. He has to be Alpha first. And God knows this already. So he knows the people that literally um, are making him Alpha. But we can't make him Omega. To, don't even say Omega. Because Omega is the end. And we're not going to experience the end until there is the end. So right now, you only have Alpha. That's your focus. Don't worry about Omega. Because Omega is when you die. That's when you fulfill destiny and you can't die before your purpose. Now, you could die prematurely and we cancel premature death. But don't worry about Omega because Omega is at the end. Alpha. You got to have him at the beginning. Many of us fell in ministry and in church because we didn't have him at the beginning. Watch this. God does this. Adam, where are you? Right, we're, you were supposed to commune with me in the garden. That means that literally you became a union. That's what communion means, to become one. So that means you become one from the beginning and he walks with you. And if he's holding your hand and he's walking with you, how can you fail? There is no failure. There is no if failure. he's leading you, not you leading him, he don't need you to lead him. He's the leader. Follow the leader. We learned this in school. If he's leading you, there is no failure. There is no failure. How can you fail in God? 
I feel deliverance happening. I'm sorry. No problem. Because some of you are frustrated in your business. You're frustrated in your ministry. And you know why? Because you didn't bring him from the beginning. Some of you got to go back and get him and do this first thing here. Become a union. Become a Seek union. Seek you first. Seek you first. Relationship. Not seek him for business. Not seek him for ministry. Not seek him for money. Not seek him for houses, cars, land. Not seek him even for marriage. Seek ye first. My relationship with him. My relationship and my goal when Paul said I press for the high call, that was to become the bride of Christ. Even men, you are the bride of Christ. Wow. And it's crazy. My theme for my church is first things first. Jesus help us. And the revelation that I just got is whenever we get something that we have to put together, a bike, a shelf, we have that blueprint and we have those instructions. But instead of following the instructions or the blueprint, because it takes too long to follow the blueprint, Jesus <laughs> we just want to do it our way. We just want to look at a picture and say, okay, this is how we do it. Yeah. When God has given us specific instructions, specific instructions that you can't, that the revelation that you can't, can't get by just looking at a picture. But you have to look at the detail of a thing. And you know what ends up happening for those people that leans on to their own understanding when the Bible says, you know, to your own understanding, that just look at the pictures. They literally always end up having to go back to take everything apart because they did something wrong. There was one thing that they did wrong. There was a piece they missed. There was a piece they didn't assemble. So watch this. Whatever you built is not sturdy. And it's not built to last. Because you didn't follow the blueprint as it is. You're supposed to follow Christ as he is. As he is. Not who he was because he's still living. And then when you don't And this is why, ooh, Father, this is why some of our foundations are shaky. Shaky. Because we didn't follow, you said it, we didn't read the blueprint. And then we we got some screws. We got, we we put it together and wondering why we got five screws still in the box right pieces left over <laughs> pieces left left over leftover pieces and if they follow the blueprint what did the bible say that the glory didn't show up until moses put the legs the last peg which was the nail into the tent <laughs> just just think about how when they were carrying the ark of the covenant and they didn't follow the instructions Here's your here's your thing earlier that you said about what's the difference between gifted and anointed? Because even the clean people that touched the ark died. James, <laughs> there were people that had clean hands clean that touched hands. the ark and died. Because you know why? They were not anointed to touch the ark. A gifting they, does not mean access. It doesn't mean access. A gift access. does not mean Somebody typed it in the comments. A gift does not mean access. A gift does not mean Yes. Just because you're gifted, I need whoever is on here to type that and tag me in on the timeline. A gift does not mean access. A gift doesn't give you the keys. Come on. And it does not. 
It's only <laughs> the anointing because you know why? There is literally, this is what mantles, we talk about these mantles that literally are for, the mantles are assigned to anointings because every time that God gives you a new anointing, there's a new mantle that has to come because what is the job of the mantle is a cloak that protects you from the warfare of the assignment. The anointing is for assignments. It's not just to say I'm anointed. It's not just to say, oh, I'm mantled. It's for an assignment because you know why? Every time that the father lifts you because God is the lifter of men, there is another warfare that's assigned to your lifting. So you need an anointing and you need a mantle to protect you. The ooh, father, I hear you. He says the anointing is for directions. Father, I've never heard it a day in my life. He says the anointing is for directions because how do you ascend without directions? I without just told directions. Lord help that knowledge only activates the anointing. And James, the, this is too big for social media. This is why I don't do lives. I gotta stop talking. With, the problem with the church is they don't follow the direction. James, I'm not saying nothing else. I'm <laughs> yes. not saying nothing else. We I'm serious. Go. I'm not saying nothing else. We gotta go. <laughs> we we gotta go. Eight. This is our eighth show. To God, be, to God be the glory. Eight means new beginnings. New beginnings. I don't know what's going on in these last couple of shows. Last week we had we had some divine. I don't know what it was last week. Then the apostle came on last night. She wrecked us. <laughs> she told us, well, "Who are you without your anointing? Without your gift?" She said, "Who are you?" Mm-hmm. And today. My sister came on. It's too big. It's too big. We can't go any further. <laughs> we can't no. go any further. Mm-mm. This is the type of stuff you gotta. <laughs> There's a sacrifice for this. Jesus help us. <laughs> so, we gotta end it right here. We gotta end it right here. I want to thank <laughs> the anointing has directions. Anointing is for directions. Yes, anointing Lord. For I just want to thank my sister for coming on and blessing creative conversations. It's never going to be the same. Never going to be never, the same. It's never going to be the same. And we don't apologize. Mm-mm. <laughs> please, please, if you're not connected to this woman of God, I had to use my bishopric voice. This woman of God, <laughs> you got to connect with her. You got to connect, Lord. Today, creative conversations. I want to thank all my all my people that came on. Um, I'm still like. I'm speechless. <laughs> Thank you for supporting the podcast for the people that came on. Lord, we're, we they ain't nowhere to go from here. We got a basket. Please look at the replay. You, you couldn't have caught it, and it's just this this laugh. You got to go back. Yeah. Get your notebooks. Carve out some time. <laughs> 
drive these nuggets down. I yeah. just want to thank God. We got our Lord today. What today? Thank you, God. All you can do. First of all, first before I thank you, I repent. Jesus. I repent for not following the instructions. Jesus. I repent for mistaking my gift for anointing. Wow. I repent for mistaking my gift with anointing. <laughs> you said they had altar call last week. <laughs> I repent. Before I ask you for one more thing, Jesus. I repent. I say sorry. I say sorry for taking you for granted. Jesus. I say sorry for taking this breath that you've given me for, for granted. Jesus. Whew, Lord. Lord. It's such a weight here. Sheesh. It's, it's, a, it's a sober moment. Sober. And you know, while we're in a sober moment and we're ending, it's crazy because when Jesus had these creative conversations, it made people weigh their affairs because a true sound, when it's true Jesus, I keep saying this word true Jesus, is going to release a sound of conviction that's going to create a movement of repentance because sound creates movement. So when true Jesus is in the room, it's going to, it's going to release a sound of conviction. People literally begin to analyze their affairs when true Jesus are in the room. I mean, even in a service, when somebody has truly been converted and they're spewing out the spirit of Christ, especially if you're an apostle and you're spewing out the spirit of Christ, what sound should literally be permeated in the room is the sound of conviction that should create a movement of repentance. People should literally get themselves in a posture of repentance because you know why conviction makes you analyze your affairs. It makes you say, woe to me. I am a man of unclean lips, as Isaiah said, woe to me. This is how when you know that true Jesus is in a room, because the goal of true Jesus is to do what? Conversion is to convert your mind. It's that choose ye this day. And it's every time that when he's in the room, we should literally be convicted. And it should move us into another measure of repentance because there's something that we got to repent from. Nobody is exempt. I don't care who you are, what you walk in, how long you've been walking in it. There's something you need to repent from because every season there's another thorn that get attached to you. And I just, Lord, and the reason why Jesus could operate the way he did, and I'm thinking about the wilderness, because he wasn't just gifted. He was anointed. Anointed. And when you're anointed, when the enemy comes at you, <laughs> it helps you sustain. Yeah, built to last. Built to last. Built to last. The anointing is what makes you built to last. God anoints you to build you to last because what it does is it leaves a legacy in the earth to stamp God was here. God's not coming down here. He sits on the throne. <laughs> this is not his kingdom. This trumpet sphere, the earth realm is the enemy's kingdom, but the Lord sent us here to dominate. Mm. 
He's not coming down here, but he'll literally place things around his dimension of him, which is us, to, to show literally that he was here. We're the seals in Father. We're the seals in the earth to seal that literally the movement of God, that he was here. So that means we got to beckon his, his presence. We beckon his glory. Mm. But you have to know how to ascend to bring him back. That's why, Father, I thank you. We were really done. That's why literally the disciples, they didn't ask Jesus for nothing else except for prayer because they saw that every time he ascended to that dimension of prayer, he brought back power. Mm. They noticed that. They noticed the pattern that the reason why he operated in power and was successful in everything he did on the earth because he ascended to that place of prayer and prayer is what gave him power. Prayer is your line of communication. Somebody need to type that in for this year. I will not let go of prayer. That is your key to every success for everything that you're going to do in the earth, whether it's business or ministry. It's prayer. It's relationship. Prayer defines your relationship. The more that you pray, the more that you get to know him and the more that the father will demonstrate in the earth that you know him. Your demonstration is a sign that you know him. That James, mm. that's it. Okay. Because I'm trying to tell you, they don't appreciate this kind of impartation so from God, the father. So God, so God, we thank you. We bless you. We magnify you. We thank you for another opportunity to come before your presence. I ask even now that you would pour back into my sister what she has poured out. Even now in the name of Jesus, that you would cover her with your blood. Cover everyone that has been on this line right now in the name of Jesus. We bind the hands of the enemy right now that even if he would stick out his head, we step on it right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We glorify you. Lord, thank you, Lord God, that we're connected. Lord Shabbat. Oh. My goodness. Lord, today, we just thank you, God. And we we repent. And we will follow the blueprint. Lord God, there is no more that we can do. We thank you for this impartation. We thank you for this impartation. Cover us, Lord God. Cover our days, Lord God. Cover our homes right now. Cover our children, even now in the name. Cover spouses, even now in the name of Jesus. Lord God. And we'll be so careful to give you glory. Give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Yes, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us. And thank you for allowing us to have the creative conversation. Be blessed.